0: Here in Australia, we have this thing about, you know, don't pump people up. But at the end of the day, more people need to understand how good they are at what they do. Mm, Don't don't mm -hmm. walk around with your head and the head down, you know, like bloody back yourself.
1: Welcome back to another session with The Pub Test. Today, we are knocking the head off the amazing story behind Grandad Jack's distillery, catching up with the lads behind it, Dave and Luke, and learning all things gin. Let's rip in.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. How is everybody doing? This is delicious. I'm well. We, Jared and I are doing very, very well. We have a very special pairing with us today. Luke and Dave from Granddad Jack's on the Gold Coast. Gents, how are you?
3: Perfect. Fantastic. Living the dream.
2: The guys have come in. I don't think we're ever going to do a different sort of episode. They've come in and before we've even started, they made us a drink.
1: This is now the standard that <laughs> we now shall uh, <laughs> adhere to constantly. If, any,
2: if yeah. anyone else wants to come in, just know. Yep. Just no. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, there, there better be cocktails of some description. <laughs> and if you haven't distilled it yourself, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because yeah. Luke and Dave, they, they put in the effort.
3: Hey, we can help those people out. We, yeah. We can <laughs> of, we'll, we'll out. Yeah.
2: Guys, thanks so much for coming in. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and Granddad Jack's.
0: The, the, the biggest, ugliest guy should start. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Luke. The youngest.
2: The youngest. Um, Age before beauty.
0: That's it.
3: Um, so how to... I was a mechanic, uh, 21-year-old mechanic at Bruce Linton's in Southport on the coast. So working on BMWs and race cars and kind of twiddling my thumbs, getting a little bit bored. And me and the old man over a couple of drinks decided that distillery might be a really cool idea, something to start up. Um, looked more into it, looked at how I could learn a bit more about it and flew down to Tasmania. Flew, there's a bunch of distilleries down there. they got yeah. most most award-winning whiskies yeah, and all massive, sorts of stuff yeah, in exactly. Tassie. Yeah, exactly. So flew down there, learned as much as I could. Um, then we flew over to the States um, over Christmas. Wow. Yeah, Christmas and New Year. So we are in San Diego and New York and checked out as many distilleries as we possibly could. Um, we are really fortunate to find a, a very good friend of ours, Blake Heffin, and who actually flew back with us and helped commission the still, uh, not the same day, but later on down the year when we got our... Um, building and everything else.
2: What do you mean commission the still? For the, for the uneducated, what is exactly.
3: that? Exactly. So we didn't know anything about opening <laughs> a distillery, or anything like that. Nuts. So we were in this point like...
2: So this wasn't bathtub rum. Like it didn't just start n- from nothing.
3: Nah, not at all. So um, we kind of flew back from the States. The day we flew back, we l- locked in a building. So we could, okay, cool. We can set up something now. Um, and then eight months after that, we, we opened. So going from going from you know the end of 2017 to the start of 2018... Having the idea, getting the building, and then August 2018 opening the distillery. So far out, yeah, it's nuts, unreal.
2: So it's been quick. So you came from a mechanic, mechanic, right? yeah. And so was it your brainchild? Did you come to dad and go, look, dad, no, nah, I've nah, got nah. this idea.
3: The the whole brand, the Granddad Jack's brand itself, stems from my great grandfather and my uh, my great my great grandfather and um, my father's grandfather, and it was just his story of his life and how hard he had it. Um, and kind of how noble and humble he was and everything, we wanted to have some sort of business around that for a long time where we kept talking about the story and what we could do with it um, and just really just came up over a conversation and it's kind of gone from there.
1: Why gin though? Why specifically
2: gin?
3: Well, he was a big whiskey drinker and for here, whiskey actually has to be in a barrel for two years before we can call it whiskey. <laughs> so how are
2: you going to start so quickly? Yeah, exactly. So, right. so I like we it. need a white
3: spirit. I was drinking more, more and more gin and I was really starting to enjoy it and really start kind of learning about the nuances with gin. Um, so it kind of just stemmed from that. We needed a white spirit. What's something that we can produce pretty quickly, something that's really interesting, something that's kind of booming at the same time. And, and you, and t- kind of you guys have it.
2: timed it amazingly. Like Five or 10 years ago, when you would start going to things and one guy would be having a G&T and it'd be like, this fruity bloke's having a gin and tonic. <laughs> like I'll have my beer and leave it alone. And yep. now you're the odd one out if you are having a beer. Um, yep. Gin has gone mental. So you really have timed that thing to perfection. It's property in Sydney, Dave. It's
0: just <laughs> yeah. well, let's hope. Let's hope. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Right. Okay. So, no background. So, Granddad, if you haven't had a look, you can go on the on the website. Have a look at the brand. Is it the brand brochure, brand menu?
3: Yeah, like the brand guide. Or it's all over the website. Anyway, the,
2: the story is, is pretty amazing. Even little funny things like he used to buy a pencil and cut it into four. Like
3: it's and is that where two pencils has come from? Exactly. Yep. Okay. So when he was pretty, he, he was born in 1919. So that was more like the Great Depression area of the South Island of New Zealand. So he And his father died five months before he was born. So he had to try and earn money whatever way he could. So he used to go to local horse races. you would buy big packets of pencils, drop them all in half, sharpen both ends, and then sling them for the same price as one pencil. Yeah, <laughs> Just hustle. Just How hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, and the brand's the same way the whole way through the gyms as well. Like everything's got a story behind it. So yeah, wow. that's why we really like people coming into the distillery and we can really give that kind of um, experience to them in the way that the story follows up, how everything's made, and then they get to try everything while they're there as well. And it's a pretty
2: amazing, gutsy story too. Like, I mean, you were saying you went over, went to Tassie, had a look at some stuff, then went, blow it, this is cool, let's go to the US. And then went and got a building. Like, had you guys ever made anything before you it's went uh, and did that?
0: Uh, <coughs> the building's a whole new, different story. It's oh. <laughs> crazier, even crazier. So, uh, as Luke said, we were... We decided in uh, November two thousand seventeen that we'd do it. At that point, we had the story. We didn't really have a logo. We didn't really have a brand. We just had the story, and the story was written by my mum and her two sisters for my grandfather's ninetieth birthday. As like a this is your life book. Wow. So that's where it come from. So if we think about the journey, the the journey started from a decision in November two thousand seventeen. By on Boxing Day, by Boxing Day two thousand seventeen. Luke had already been to Tasmania, already done a, a course, and um, we were we were heading off to the US to see as many distillers as we could, but also to find someone that could work really closely with Luke and understood Luke's personality and our brand more more importantly what my grandfather was about that we could bring back and take Luke from being like a home distiller to a commercial distiller rapidly. Yeah, really rapidly. The growth has been obviously. Anyone else has done it. Yeah. So um, we I remember sitting in um in the airport in LA. On the fifteenth of January, or the twelfth of January, their time, and uh, we didn't have a brand, we didn't have a building, we didn't have a design for a building, we didn't have anything. We had no idea. We'd seen lots of stills. We had this one. We had a few beers with Blake Heffernan, and he loved our. And our he's from work. the US, so you, you you'd California. never met him
2: until you went no, and did your course no, no. or did your training.
3: No, no. You, no not no. even. We didn't even do training over there. We were just going over there drinking. sussing out. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was drinking. a pub crawl, yeah. exactly. <laughs> How good.
0: <laughs> we'd start our first whiskey at 9 a.m. in the morning. Just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The first day we got off the plane.
3: I,
2: as far as a father son trip, though, like even if it went nowhere, what a good well, what like, a trip over to the US.
0: fun. Yeah. So, uh, on, the, on the, you know, we arrived back in Australia. At, so we're there at the airport. And we, uh, we, just before we left, we sort of had something there on a building in, in Miami that we were close to getting, but it wasn't there. And we thought while we we're away, we'd better work on that and get it all sorted. And we'd hop on the plane and go back and we'd. Have the keys, but it didn't work like that. So we hopped on the plane to come back. Arrived back here on the fifteenth of January. Of no building, six thirty in the morning. No building. Go, oh, geez, we really <laughs> want to get this done, but where are we going to do it? So uh, by that night, we had the keys for the building. Had done the deal, and Luke was starting to demo. Yeah, well. What
1: what was going through your mind at that time? I mean, it's like such a rapid acceleration from zero to hero. What what were you thinking?
0: I think uh, if uh, if you ask my wife or my mum, <laughs> uh, they just think we're just mental because. <laughs> We just start flat out. If if we decide to do something, there's no, there's no. We're full throttle. It's it, there's no stopping. Is it's that a little bit of full. of granddad's? Oh, definitely. I think sort, sort of gene pool. Like yeah, it's for sure.
3: For
2: it sure. was just hustling pencils on a much much bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. And we had
0: f- no idea what
3: we we're doing. So, <laughs> and we're How psychopaths because cool. the the day we got the building, we had some drinks there with a bunch of friends of ours. We're like, hey, look at this building we got, and. I remember people's reactions walking in was like, "What have these what guys are you doing? done? What is this place?" It just looked nuts. It was an old surfboard manufacturer, so there was resin all over the floor. There was like weird doors and places everywhere. There was just rubbish, and it was it was nuts. And it was as soon as people came back for our like end of construction party, everyone that was there was was just blown away with oh, yeah. how how different it really was. It's it's yeah, it was a testament to how how much hard work you can put in a short amount of time and and the results you can get for sure.
2: The, so with Like I said, you've come over, you haven't even got a venue yet. Like, what does it take to get all that set up? Talk about commissioning a still. Do you make it yourself? Do you get it imported? Like, what's the go with getting all
3: that done? Well, (laughs) yeah, well, we had issues with that as well. (laughs) I think any time you're going to, like, want to speed something through, you're just going to have problems. But it depends how much determination you've like. There's that uh,
2: diagram where it's the, the triangle and it's good, fast or cheap. Yeah. And you can only have two if you want it fast and cheap, it's not going to be very good. If you want yep. it good and fast, it's not going to be cheap. It's you know that yep. whole that whole thing you've balance, got to make it happen.
0: That balance, <laughs> is, that balance is difficult, but um, oh, absolutely. And and we're you know we're we're not uh, we didn't go in with millions of dollars, so we had to we had to be very frugal, like my grandfather was always, and uh, and we had to make decisions on the run and on the spot, and but also be thinking about how much it was going to cost, and uh, but it was you know. I've, you definitely can achieve something for uh, a small amount of money. That's amazing if you have the right focus, and I think that, and that's for anybody. It's yeah. not just us. You know, anybody can do it. So uh, it's definitely achievable.
1: And y- you guys mentioned no brand, no name, anything like that beforehand. Did you have a an idea or a vision of what it potentially could be? Yeah, w- was well, Was there an idea of yeah. like I, I want this particular building to? L- Resemble X.
0: Yeah, I had it, I had it in my mind. Obviously, I've been around the, my grandpa a bit longer than Luke, so uh, I definitely had in my mind what it needed to look like. It was just it was just being able to to uh, portray that to the people we needed to understand and, and being the architects, the builders, the, the you know the whole thing that we need to we need them to really feel a part of it. So the yeah. first thing we did with anyone we met from day one. Is that we just sat with them and told them the story.
2: So, so if you were gonna if you were gonna pitch the story, so we're going back a couple of years. You go right, we're we're architects. We suddenly become skilled. Um, what what's the the quick pitch in regards to trying to suck us in? Because you can see even when you guys start talking about Grandpa, almost shoulders come back a little bit and eyes get a little bit starry. It must yeah. have been an amazing guy. Like what what's the pitch?
0: Oh, the pitch for us, where everyone was, uh, here's the story. Read it. Yeah. Say nothing to us until you've read it. Wow. And then uh, once you've read it, we can tell with the look on your face if you're in or out. And that's, that was really a measurement stick. It was like, he, read the story. If you don't... If you it don't, doesn't resonate. If it doesn't resonate, you're out of here. And and wow. we were just super lucky. Our architect, Travis, um, he got it straight away. In fact, it was even before that. Like, when we, we sat at the pub in um, San Diego with Blake telling him about it, and we literally, uh, the day before, sent him an email with the story. And by the time we got to the pub, ever had a beer with him a bloke we'd never met before he was in he was in we didn't, we didn't even have to tell him about it he was just straight in so it was we've had i think we've we've had a lot of luck on the way you need luck i mean, it's not all experience <coughs> you definitely need luck and uh i, I think for us we've, we've had a lot of good luck Someone, yeah someone's looking out for us
2: Mate, i think it's, uh, it's a lot of it's making your own luck as well and co- commercially what i do one of the things we talk to businesses all the time is What's your values? What's the core thing that drives you? You know, looking after clients and revenue and end result, that's one thing. But I think for you guys, you know, like, this is actually who we are. There's a culture that must run through everything, um, which must help.
0: Yeah, absolutely everything. Yeah, from, sure. from how Luke makes the spirit to how we brand something to how we speak about it, everything has to be as if he's doing it. Yeah. It, full stop.
2: And it's uh, one of the things we've been chatting about. We had, as I mentioned to you guys before we started recording, we had a psychologist on last week talking about guys being guys and men being men and boys being boys. And um, one of our other mates, Benny, was talking about his two young boys who just want to wrestle and it's just constant. I've got a five-year-old and a six-year-old and it's just my life is pulling them apart (laughs) but then wanting to be together all the time. And um, the importance of that generational sort of connection. So, unfortunately, my dad passed away 20 odd years ago now, but I uh, seeing my wife's dad, their grandpa with them. And it's as much as my boys, I know they love me and they love talking to me. They get to talk to grandpa and it's something different. Like Opa, he tells stories and he talks about South Africa and he talks about hunting or and the boy will just sit there transfixed. And it is powerful, this whole connection throughout family. Um, is, has it been the same for you guys? It's really yeah, put this sure. whole string together?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
2: sure. The... Um, so pushing forward, you guys are sort of all set up now. One of the things you said before: drive and determination. You can do whatever you want. There's this push coming through at the moment for people to move away from having like university degrees and having all this stuff behind them. I know Luke. You said you were a mechanic, so yeah. you you did go and do something. But any of you? So what? What was your background, Dave? Before you moved into this with Luke?
0: I was uh, I was in marketing. So yeah, sales. I worked for myself. This year I'm 27 years working for myself. So. Um, I'm self-taught. I mean, I haven't had any university degrees or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just desperate. <laughs> I, I just got to do, you know, I've got to survive, and that's that's been my life. You have to, you have to survive. So you got to, you gotta learn to learn fast. You know, I remember somehow at some point in my life I got this corporate job, I didn't even know how to use a spreadsheet. So I, I got this, I talked my way into this job. I had no idea how to do, and went home that night. and had to learn how to bloody work an Excel spreadsheet. I'd never <laughs> done it in my life before. <laughs> I only had 24, you know, but. 12 hours to learn it that's the way it is you, you just you, know, you just made it work you just got to make stuff work you, yep. I think I, I think you um, I'm so distracted I think one of the things I've learned over the years is that you there's always a way yep. you just got to find it yeah 100% you know, and, be, yeah. and be able to think different and I yeah. think uh, if you're talking about you know university and education I know I know a lot of people I've worked with and friends that have those education those university educations and what I find is that in my opinion, they're not real good at thinking differently. Yeah, they have to think in this 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 way. They've been entrenched into them, and I think I don't think you know if you if you're someone trying to start business, you're probably going to be better off not having a university. But it's it's funny. You talk about
2: 1919, the Great Depression in New Zealand. There's there's a lot of um, sort of research and bits and pieces I've read about the school system that's done particularly through the through the Western world that lines up with. Um, the industrial revolution. So the idea is when they started making factories is that you started in position one and once you could put nut A onto bolt B and you could do that a hundred times a minute, then you graduate and then you get to do nut washer bolt. And then it's like, Oh mate, level two. And then you get to go to level three, level four. And, that's how they've built school and so it's like right can you meet these metrics can you pass this test before you go to the next thing but whereas granddad jack he was just making ends meet he didn't have it like it was just what do we do yeah yeah. Um, and it sounds the same thing like you've just learned hunger does a lot yeah um, you don't
0: know it, you have to learn it. yeah you don't, you don't have a choice
2: and you probably don't have anything to fall to either like it's um i heard the analogy once water skiing over a reef like if you, you, you've got to stay up, like otherwise yeah. you're going to get smashed on the roof and yeah. it's all over.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's um you, at the end of the day, it just comes back to determination. You know, you can't. It's, it's not all good. I mean, not not every day since we've we've started Granddad Jack's has been roses. You know, but there's been days before. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? But um, at the end of the day, you just got to be true to what you believe, and if if you do that, and you can um you can you know offer the consumer and experience, which is, I think, super important in this day and age. Yeah, um, that, That's wh- that's where it works.
2: So why, talking about the bad times, we've just been talking about some of the 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 regulatory pressures and the bits and pieces. I mean, for you guys over the last little while, as you said, it hasn't been all up. You, you've had to deal with even just recently changes with how liquor licensing is viewed. You guys, how, how's all that playing out at the moment and, and how are you getting around that?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, we haven't even been uh, 11 months in business yet. We won 't be eleven months in business oh, n- maybe now just just eleven just months. eleven months and uh, and so in that time we've uh, we've had a show clause notice from the council, the same council that gave us the approval to do the distillery there at the first unreal. time um, and and we've had um, uh, two investigations by liquor licensing in queensland so um, and, and and these investigations are fairly high, high level so when you know when you're dealing with liquor licensing there's no uh, what they say is gospel, yeah, right? It's, it's not up to them to prove it. It's up to you to prove that they're wrong, and that that if uh, you're not careful, can be very, very costly.
2: So it's a bit like French court. It's rather than it's you're, you're guilty court. to prove an innocent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but it, you know, in, in both of these cases, it's it's not been because you know we've we've been trying to cheat the system, and it's been because because someone else has a, an opinion on something. Yeah. And and then that opinion um, turns into a, a madness. So um, you know it's unnecessary. It, it really is unnecessary if, if these government organisations just um, learn how to talk to people and and, and uh, understand what everyone's doing.
3: And and nothing's black black and white. Every time we go into a conversation with anybody, kind of um, from any sort of government, it's all interpretation. So mm. any any time we have like, oh, well, actually that shouldn't apply to us because of this. They go, well, that's not how we would interpret the the same law. And then you you know you pay for consultants and lawyers and everything else that.
0: Try and interpret it as so well. So it's almost
1: subjective in a way to to the interpretation of someone, the, the assessor.
0: Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's just not, we'll it's not as plain a, as it should a, be. An absolute crazy thing that happened uh, only uh, two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, we got a, we got a letter, uh, an email from our liquor licensing consultant through the lawyer and said quite clearly, this is what you guys have to do if you want to keep, if you don't want to lose your Queensland liquor license. Because Queensland liquor licensing is going to take your license off you. So you have to do these two things: people can only come in here and have a drink if it's a tour for having a tour, and people can only buy a bottle to take home if it's seen as a souvenir of that tour. Less than seven days later, we get an email directly from Liquor Licensing at a complete backflip.
2: Because that was a, that was what I saw pop up on Instagram, and that's when I messaged you and I was like, Man, "Like, what's going on?" And it, here?
3: and it was devastating for a lot of the people that follow us because, like, we've locally we've built up a, a massive group of support from a lot of locals so everyone was just like when they see something like that they go oh you're closed they don't even think like yeah oh you just have to do it a different way like everyone just goes you're closed so it's a massive it was it 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 just completely killed us for for a little bit you know what i mean tourist
0: operators all of a sudden think we're closed even even though we didn't say we're closed everyone thought we're closed yeah i literally had a weekend there where you could play a game of footy and then you wouldn't (laughs) hurt anyone so what wow. was, did
2: they give any context to the backflip, or they just no went, context. oh, no, sorry. No
0: Too context f- f- at all. No Zero context. So, right. And it was really interesting because during that period of time, uh, we had the liquor licensing consultant we had, which was a new one our lawyers suggested to go to. We had the one we were using, and then we found a third one to get a third opinion. We sent the same question regarding this situation to all three liquor licensing professionals. And all three had a different solution, a different answer, a different interpretation of the law.
2: Right, it's insane. S- small business in Australia. I'm <coughs> uh, reading a stat. What 2014 employed almost five million people, and when you have a look at the size of Oz, that's, that's a massive percentage. Back in 2014, I couldn't see any. I couldn't find anything more recent this afternoon, but. I think sometimes it's so frustrating, like you guys in 11 months have made a decision, backed yourself in. Australia is built on entrepreneurial people who decide they're going to have a go. And you employ people like you've got punters who get their mums and dads wages from you. And it's so frustrating to see really good, smart, hungry driven folk mm. get tied up in regulation and red tape when you're just trying to, as you said. You can see the passion. I know we're, we're not visual for you guys listening, but you can see these guys as love. They want to share their story and share their family history and, and give a good customer experience. And we tie it up and make it so bloody hard. You're not doing the wrong thing.
1: So what, What I mean, in your guys' opinion, what actually needs to change from a from a, a, a Southeast Queensland small business, what needs to change to actually make it more viable and easy for you guys to actually grow and scale?
3: I think the problem is it's not a small list. <laughs> How long have we got? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot that needs to change. There's, there's a lack of support for sure, um, especially around particular industries and and knowledge as well. There's not enough knowledge out there to be too like kind of overarching things, um, and even just just this black and white having a set a set of rules that's kind of black and white is going to make things easier. And the people think they're black and white at the moment until they they get caught up in them. Basically, yeah.
0: mm. you know, to give an example of that, in the uh, if you ever look a liquor license in the restaurant game, so you have a restaurant, you have a you have a license. A, there's a there's a sort of there's a rule there where your you alcohol sales can't be more than thirty five percent of your total income, so you must be selling more food than you are right okay the problem is with that 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 rule hasn't changed so now we're in an environment where we have restaurants and cafes that are doing tappers, yeah but we're also selling beers that are five 10, 11, 12 15 <laughs> bucks a beer yeah, right yeah. so the whole theory of these people oh we don't want these restaurants to be bars and we have this Particular percentage on what they're allowed to use is no longer relevant in the real world. So we have these we have these government organisations that ha- really have no idea what's going on within the industry they're controlling, and that's that's I think the big challenge. But in saying that, you know, the bit that I think the the the, fo- the you know the the best outcome out of all of this for us and the, and the upside is that we're the first distillery to do this. So let's hope that other distilleries in Queensland and the Gold Coast. When they eventually come, don't have these issues. We've, we've parved this way, and they can you know, they can call <laughs> us, and we can make sure that that we're that they're having an easy ride. Because that's what that's what small business needs. It needs yeah. more knowledge. And to add to
3: that as well, like we want more distilleries on the coast. Some people come in and think, "Oh no, you guys don't want any competition." We would we're happy to help people open up in the same block as us. We want people. We want more distilleries. We want more local breweries. Well, more people in the industry.
2: Well, I guess that's what you guys really started. I mean, when you went over to the U.S., it was someone who knew what they were doing who went, "Yep, I'll, I catch yeah. it. I'm into it, and, exactly. and let's make it happen." Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. And and you know, Luke, Luke now produces. Well, you know, from Granddad Jacks, Luke, Luke does recipes for brands that that uh, is aware. We make it in Granddad Jacks the recipes but it's their brand so you know people don't even know that in the yeah, water wow. community so um, you know that's we're, incri- we're, hang on. we're doing a lot for, so people um, are buying brands.
2: like coming to you going hey man we will pay you what,
1: are you white, lab- white labelling no.
3: Uh, no we're kind of just doing more like more of, uh, of a consulting basis and more right. of like brand and of like product development more right. than anything else so people yeah, come in awesome. we get to sit down with them I go through how to like what kind of materials and what everything we're using from start to finish all the costings they should be worried about um, just stuff like that, and then then I'll produce it for them, and then it ships off to where they are, and they they label it and bottle it and do everything Man. else. Oh, there's there's definitely
0: there's definitely in the in the eleven months there's definitely two real brands that have come to fruition because of we've been able to help them.
3: Wow,
2: unreal. Yeah, and so do you, do you touch the distilling process, or that's no, all? I've Luke?
0: got no <laughs> idea how it <laughs> works. Well, uh, I enjoy going and testing it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, how's that for dad? Like, is that a proud moment just it's to a, see him find yeah, this good, amazing
0: It's a good spot. I don't want to give him too much of a big here because I've already we, got one. Yeah, yeah, you know, one. We well, know. mate, I,
2: I had to walk away from the microphone before because this cocktail is delicious. No, so good. We
0: know, believe it or not, we don't get on all the time. You know, he can be a pain in the arse. He's, he's so fussy of everything. You know, I'm like, a, I'm like an overview guy. High level. High level. That's the word I'm looking for. And uh, he's just too fussy about every single thing. Uh, but we're fussy about different things, I suppose, yeah. you know.
2: Well, it's complimentary um, too, right? Like you can't I have two detailed people, you'd get nothing nah. done. And but you can't have two high-level people
0: because nah. you'd yeah. get nothing done. But I think, um, you know, when you look, when you, I think any time when you're getting a bit of grief from whatever in your business or it's not going, you know, this week how you thought it was, you've got to reflect back. And you, for us, you know, we've got to be super lucky and proud that we've been able to do what we've done in 11 months. Yeah, and, absolutely. And to, um, you know, Luke's currently the youngest commercial distiller in Australia. Wow. 22 years old. He's the youngest ever in Australia history to win gold medals in the Australian Spirits Awards. Um, and a couple of months ago, he was the first ever in the history of London Spirits Awards to win a medal, and the youngest, the youngest ever in that. And in the London Spirits Awards, is an old school thing, you know, it's been around a long time. So I think... You don't want to, you know, here in Australia we have this thing about, you know, don't pump people up. But at the end of the day, I've, more people need to understand how good they are at what they do. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah, don't mm-hmm. walk around with your head and mm. the head down, you know, like bloody back yourself. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, if we're spend, we've been lucky enough to spend a bit of time in America and the one thing I've, I know in that place is that everyone pats themselves on the back. If you're sitting having a beer with someone there or a drink and they tell you, hey, I've got this idea, everyone around the table, we pat them on the back and yeah. have a go, have a red hot go. Here... All people want to do is ah, what are you yeah. doing? That Get for? back it's in your box, work. mate. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. So we need we need to change that culture. We need young people and all of us, not just young people, the whole lot of us, to bloody, you know, support our mates and go have a have a red hot go at it. Yeah,
2: like, uh, it's a, it's I think it's a powerful message. Like yeah, the, yeah, I think it's great. We, we've we've similar. Like we don't know what the hell we're doing, um, but <laughs> we we had this idea that let's go and do the pub test and it'd be a good time. Yeah. Um, and it is, uh, everyone's full of an opinion as to what you should do and we're finding our feet, probably the same as how you guys did when you started and we've got some people helping us along the way. Uh, but you can sit back and in 10 years' time we could have looked at each other and gone, oh, that would have been fun, we should have had a go. Yeah. Or you can put your shoulder to the wheel and, and see what comes of it.
0: I've always said, oh, I, you know, I want to be on my deathbed, not counting my money. I'd rather be on my deathbed you know, and I definitely don't want to be there you know, wishing I should have done something. I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather be there dead bloody broke and have a good... Had a girl on the way, you know
2: well, mate, if you re- if anyone reads the story about Granddad Jack, he got to ninety three, so you've probably got a fair bit of time ahead of your day. And I'm I'll
0: make <laughs> it sure I have a little whiskey or something every day like he did, So day. <laughs> I'm, I'm using the same theory. So,
1: so talking about whiskey, I I, I heard a little rumor that you guys um, you you bottled some, right? Or it wasn't yeah, not whiskey. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. What
1: what's what's the reasoning behind that? So what?
3: I kind of brought up a little bit before, but whiskey in Australia um, has to be aged in a barrel for two years to be called whiskey. Right. For the states, it's not the same. It's the three states, years, right? No, the states. To be called straight, but like straight whiskey. That's all it is. Is just straight on, on the front. Um, is two years, but it can be called whiskey if it's just touched wood. It just has to touch right the barrel, and then it can be bottled. So there's like clear whiskies, um, and also like Bacardi. If it was in Australia, has to be barrel aged. So white rums have to be barrel aged to be called rum here as well. So we kind of have that designation. So for us, we had a pretty cool product, something that was really unique, um, and also we wanted the customer to understand the differences and the kind of nuances of like stuff, stuff that was a little bit younger and stuff that was aged in different barrels. So we released something that was about 11 months old, or 10, 10 and a half, 11 months old. Um, we released a bourbon-style not whiskey, that's what we called it, and a, and a single malt not whiskey. So they're both exactly what whiskeys are, all the same products, Everything except for two years old. Just not sat in a barrel. Just not sat. They both sat in a barrel, just not for two years. Just not for two
2: years. Okay.
1: Because I, I, the reason why i ask, because I'm fairly new into the whiskey game, but I love whiskey. Like, it's my jam. And I just love just just the, the nuances of the, the the smell and the taste uh, across the board. And I was really, I mean, you guys only bottled, what, was it 100 or so? Or? Yeah, we
3: bottled 41 bottles of the single one and 50 bottles of the
0: bourbon style.
1: Man, I missed out. <laughs> time.
0: Every single, is a cool um, bottle too, because every single bottle is hand-painted. Wow. And every single bottle has a pair of old black jeans as a label. And those old black jeans, we invited the community to bring them in. So they're all old, pools, old jeans. That's awesome. They're so you'll that's never so see good. you'll never see that whiskey again. That's it. It come out of that one barrel. Yeah, we can't reproduce that. That's wow. that's it. That's, and that was purely just for my grandfather's hundredth birthday. It would have been a hundred on I mean, the eleventh of
1: June. Okay, wow, amazing. Are you looking to continue doing
3: whiskey? We, we've put away not whiskey. Yeah, not whiskey. Uh, not whiskey. <laughs> uh, we might we might not do as many. Like we're not going to do something every month of the not whiskey. But definitely when I'm tasting stuff because I taste it every couple of months to see where it's at. If I'm really happy with something, I, I won't restrict myself with being like it's not two years old.
1: So that that you want to like let that maturation go go out and blow out yeah. two years, three I, years. I want to
3: I want to release something that I'm that I think is really cool or yeah. something that um, I think is ready. Because yep. I, I just because I think something's really cool doesn't always mean it's ready and <laughs> vice versa too. So um i i, I want to give people different experiences that they're not going to get elsewhere in australia because people are too either scared to they're not following the rules or uh, you know what i mean that sort of stuff and we also i want to do something every month so we've distilled a white rum we'll do some agave I'll do something every single month. We'll release something new in small batch. That's cool. Well, we really uh,
0: wanted to take the piss out of the whiskey. Yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> I lo- I Your guys' whole brain. thing yeah. is great.
2: Like it's just let's just push the boundaries. We, oh mate, I'm 22. I've never done this before, yeah. but I'll go win some awards. <laughs> yeah. I've never been in the game before, Dave. But now eh, we'll buy a building and we'll get sorted sure. out and, and move forward. The,
1: the whiskey whiskey culture in in Ireland and Scotland <laughs> follow very strict rules, don't they? Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's this result. is the way you do it, and there's no other way. Uh-huh. You know, is it a is it a we're copper steel, at, or is it a? Um, we're not good at following rules. Yeah, great, great.
0: <laughs> There's, yes. I think I think yeah, Luke will tell you he doesn't always agree with me. I think rules are just guidelines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um,
2: it's a suggestion.
0: Yeah, and my grandfather's two things he didn't like in life. He didn't like stupid people and stupid rules. <laughs> so um, when we come up, so with lucky whiskey, he doesn't live in uh, Australia. Uh, a lot of people thought we we're crazy calling it not whiskey and we're going to get in trouble. And so we, in the end, we added it uh, a little it's before it. So we call it it's not whiskey. But you can you have to look really close to see the it's. And that was just to make <laughs> sure that legally we were clearly we were telling covered. stupid people that it's not whiskey.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, why, why
2: do you think the explosion, talking about timing the market as the last 12 or so months have been, what's the explosion with gin, do you think, and what's driven that?
3: Is I think it's a, I think it's a big part of just the movement and culture. So people are out there, they're not drinking, not, not everyone's drinking more anymore. They're drinking um, better and they're drinking less, and they're, they're more educated on what they like and what they don't like. And like you said, like you have just recently become a whiskey man. So there's a lot of people that, like you that have just become gin people. Yeah. People like, oh. Okay, cool. Like everyone's kind of changing as they're, as the tired of the culture changes. Everyone's ready to spend a little bit more money on little craft distilleries, on mm-hmm. small batch stuff, um, and be able to experience that and just taste it and not have to buy 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Go,
2: it's not so much the days where you go on a Friday afternoon, and go and buy a carton and just go and smash Twenty-four no, years and exactly. fall asleep. You know, like as
0: a, as a like a younger, older guy. Um, <laughs> a lot of people tell it. him
3: he's my he's my brother. It's a true is story. A lot of people come oh. to
0: room and think I'm his brother.
3: I wear a hat too much, so people think I'm baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called hat fishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <that's laughs>
0: Jesus, I wouldn't take that hat off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I need to wear a cap to work every day. <laughs> so the um, run us through. I moved up to Toowoomba a couple of years ago. I moved my wife out there and uh, my neighbour knocked on my door first couple of days we lived there and he had this, uh, like, apple juice bottle filled with something. And I was like, hello. And he goes, hey, mate. Shook my hand. He goes, oh, mate, I, I make my own moonshine. I said, like, okay. He goes, just wanted to welcome you to the neighbourhood and gave it to me and wandered off. Um, as far as the process was always scared me that it was just in a pressure cooker in his garage and then in his bathtub. Probably was. Probably that's. To make gin, like, for, for the uneducated, what, what do we... <laughs> Luke's getting a hurry up. i finished yeah, yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, hang is. on. Yeah. Before you explain to us how gin's actually put together, what was this cocktail? What, so that was
3: a Seymour Street. Oh, get back to the no, mic. No, you're right. Back to yeah. the mic. Yeah. That was a Seymour Street. So that's fresh lime juice, eucalyptus syrup, and our greenhouse gin. So we te- we even, like, teach people that buy the bottle in the distillery how to make that exact cocktail at home. That was delicious it it
1: was it how would you describe it because people listening can't see it we have to now describe the taste and here is your uh here here is my your your test
2: it tasted it's going to sound weird maybe it was the smell of the gum leaf sort of thing as i drank that it was kind of tickling past my nose but it tasted like i was in the bush like it's almost like i just finished at the campfire and that was the sort of vibe I got. Mm. Maybe that's just sitting in my memory from a recent hunting mm. trip. I'm not sure, but it had that sort of zinginess. It had that earthy kind of smell from the from the gum leaf. It no, was, I like it. it was
1: that's uh, m- mine. Mine was more like an Australian Christmas. It's hot. It's warm, um, and you but, but you've got that sort of cinnamony, golden yeah. syrupy flavor to it as well. That's that's kind of what I got. As you know, but it's subjective, right? Um, yeah. am I, you know,
2: it's personal. Yeah. Pre- how, how Luke, how would you describe it, being the inventor?
3: It's more like I think the gum leaf adds a little bit more like mentholiness, so it's like almost really fresh, a little bit minty, like a yeah. presence of some sort of minty freshness, and then just the fresh lime juice is just super refreshing. That's why. Bloody sell it delicious. It, this it one here
0: now we've got sixty-five miles. That's the sixty-five what? miles gin tonic is the number one drink in the country. I think it's the it's the gin uh, Luke and Blake created for the whiskey drinker because okay. we, because we weren't going to have whiskey ready when we opened, we wanted a whiskey. We want a gin that a whiskey drinker would enjoy, and this is 100% that gin. This
1: okay. is me. This is me. This is Jared. This is all me.
2: So so Seymour Street was Grandad Jack's street when Correct. he was a young bloke. 63 miles was how far he used to ride to the sheep station. Correct. Is that so right?
0: He used to go 65 miles on a Sunday 65, night. 65, excuse me. 65 on a Sunday night to get to work for Monday, and then Saturday night he'd bike 65 miles back because he had to work on the family farm all day Sunday to get back. That night. With so, a
2: sneaky bottle of whiskey in his yeah. bag So
0: uh, that, we, we, that was 65 miles Because we think at 14 years old You've got to be hard ass to buy <laughs> right. Go huh? working back So, so yeah.
2: why is it a whiskey drinker's gin?
0: Well, it's Navy strength to start with 57% okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where's my phone for Uber?
0: <laughs> 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 we, um,
2: we, get, we get tacos every Tuesday after, oh, after oh, recording we So we're going to have to get an Uber or we can call our wives. <laughs> Please come and get us. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is great. It smells, uh, smells amazing.
2: Yeah. So what, So this is the, this tonic and the gin.
0: This is a grapefruit tonic in here called East Imperial. And a uh, real crazy thing with this tonic is we're sitting in, um, in a distillery in San Diego and they served us a gin and tonic with this tonic. And we oh. thought, wow, this tonic's next level. And then we asked them, where you get it from? And they go, we get it from New Zealand. No <laughs> way <laughs> Wow! So uh, we come back and Luke had to had to really search for it here in Australia, and uh, finally finally found a distributor that had some. And we literally started off buying a couple of cases, three or four cases a week, yeah. And then that's turned into like a pallet. <laughs>
1: to- tonic water is key to a good GNT, isn't yep. it? Yeah. I mean, because I I didn't realise, but there are t- there's tons of sugar in tonic water.
3: Man, tons, yeah, heaps. There's there's really good low sugar tonics out there too. Like these guys don't pay us, but they. They, they should. <laughs> <laughs> Cappy native tonic is a solid tonic and that's low sugar. And then this East Imperial is less sugar than you'd think as well. It's, it's, it's a really, really I mean, solid that's good. kiwi tonic, grapefruit it's, tonic. Um, to we tell a lot delicious. of people in the
0: distillery and they come, you know, they go, oh, I don't, I don't like tonic or I don't like soda. Well, you take, we use a wine analogy, you know. It's like, you know, that bottle of red's nice. You've had it before. But today, you just had it with the wrong cheese
2: and Yeah. completely wrecked it.
0: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> gin, Tonic and soda will do that to gin. It's really, really good. So important. getting
2: the cheap plastic bottles from yeah. the bottle when you buy a bottle of gin yeah. is not the yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Well, firstly, you should go to Grandad Jacks and get a proper bottle of gin, <laughs> and then you should get the proper ingredients to go along with it. So for the uneducated, you're making gin. Where do you start? Like, what, what, What's a, a, an overview of the process?
3: For us, like, you have to find a good base spirit. So gin's essentially vodka that has got juniper in it. That's all it is. So if, right. if it had all the other Did ingredients you know that? that we put in except yeah. for no. the juniper it would just be a flavored vodka yeah. so juniper is what makes the gin so you have to have good quality base spirits or so a good quality vodka mm. essentially mm-hmm. and a good quality juniper and they are the two most important things so that's juniper berry right there, there those little those little
2: blacky and they're semi dried you said the ones you dropped in these ones yeah.
3: so there's a there's like a bunch of different varietals of juniper that you can get so ours are actually from bosnia they don't make much in australia and they're not as ho- as the quality that I'd prefer to use Okay, so ours—the ones that we get from bosnia it's still pretty sappy, still resinous, still oily, and we get a lot of that kind of character back through our gins as well.
2: But when you when you distill it, you do you use the dry ones in it, or you use fresh ones?
3: We blend them up. So as soon oh, as we right. get them, in, that's like semi-dry, like this, yeah, yeah, so blend them up, and then we put them in a vapor in a vapor chamber, like a, a so gin. So it's,
1: it's it's vodka that goes into a copper still.
3: Yep. So we buy we buy in neutral spirit that's made from grapes. So South Australia, they get all that delicious wine. They've got all the leftover grapes and it's only the, it's actually the only organic base spirit in Australia too. So it's a true organic spirit from grapes. We redistill it. So we put some of that in, some water. We redistill it. So what we're doing is we're separating the water and the alcohol. Um, when it's in a vapour form, then we're kind of separating it out again. So we're separating the methanol from the ethanol, which is the stuff that, like the methanol, the alcohols, stuff that makes people go blind and get really sick. And then we're separating again from like the water and the fatty acids and all that sort of stuff that's still in the botanical. So some of that will drain back to the still. So we're getting the cleanest, most like delicious part of it, of that vapor. And we're feeding it through a gin basket, which will like steam all the ingredients that we've put in. So for the first gin you guys tried, which was our greenhouse, oh, sorry, our two pencils, it's only juniper in that basket. For 65 miles, which you guys are trying now, we've got fresh orange peel, we've got cardamom, cinnamon, clove, stuff like that.
1: That's so delicious. It's <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. So so it's uh, it just, uh, in the cop- copper still. Yep. The vapors go up past a, a basket per se.
3: So our basket, ours is a combination still basically. So there's a bunch of different variants in what stills look like. If people have been into like whiskey distilleries, that's like a classic pot still, mostly. Um, we have a pot that goes into two different columns. We can choose whether it goes into those or not. So we can run ours as a classic pot still, or We can run ours into different columns too. Oh so wow! Oh, we, cool. we generally run our gin through columns to clean it up a little bit more, and it gives us the opportunity to give it better separation as well.
2: Because drinking it straight is like compared to the my my early experience with gin. I've only yeah. been drinking for a f- drinking gin for a couple of years. You buy I don't I don't even think of a brand um, off the top of my head. The Husk Distillery. The Husk Distillery. That wasn't too bad actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you just drink it str- and it's not. It's pretty nasty. What's the green bottle? Completely left my brain. Gordons, Gordons, um, drink like <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. not knowing what you're drinking, right? So I'd go to things. Oh, I have a G and i I'm like, oh yeah, I can get around this bit of fresh lime. And so you're going buy it at home. Drinking it straight is nasty.
3: got like, like, you don't need to mix
2: it. Like it's smooth. It's like, it's good to
3: drink. And that, that's part of the reason why we do the tasters the way we do it. That is, like, you guys, we were just talking before. We we didn't even know, but you guys have actually been in. Um, and the way we do the tasters is we have like everyone everyone can taste a small portion of each of the gins and they get to try them straight first. And that's what we recommend too. So Mm. people can, like, one, they get to know if they really don't like gin or they really just don't like tonic because that's a big thing (laughs) because a lot of people just had crazy shit tonic before and they've not been mixing it properly. And the other thing is that they get to experience what each of the gins are like straight.
1: You really can, once you... Have gin straight, you can really taste those those actual botanicals. It's like you can almost separate them in your yeah. In yeah. Your, it's all those that. little it's, extra notes you don't it's know is there. Delicious. Yep, and
3: we Absolutely. make simple gins too. There's a lot of gins out there, and that's like that's a credit to some other distillers. Like there's some really complicated gins that are delicious, but a lot of people try and do complicated gins, and just like screw them up. They use like <laughs> a million different botanicals and don't know the diff- Like they don't know how to mix them properly, and they just like no one can pick up all the flavors that are in there.
2: So how many hours, and uh, like as far as, I know you've been doing this for for a year and a bit now, like your downtime, are you a little bit mad scientist-y? Like are you sitting at home playing with flavours, playing with smell, like mucking well, around we, with that we, stuff?
3: We run the whole business pretty lean. So there's like me and the old man that run like a full time. So I'm there normally like 12 to 15 hours a day, at, wow. least, at least six days a week. Um, and then the old man's more or less the same. And then we've got two amazing bar staff, and one of those people, Mika, she works um, eat like a little bit more on top of that so there's not much downtime to be fair I we do distillery experiences so when they're set up I try and play around a little bit then um, and I've probably made over a hundred different recipes on our small stills as well so when I can I, I pump some more out.
2: That's awesome my first interaction with anything like this was going over to Little Creatures Brewery in Perth like eight years ago and before that everything I'd had to have was like out of a gold tin um, but to go over and you have a beer that has like a weird honey flavor when it goes down the back of your throat. That was my very first, oh man, stuff is a bit different. Mm -hmm. And um, to see what you guys have done and so inspiring to hear your story and just one, the story, the real story behind it with Granddad Jack and how that's flown through and inspired you guys years and years later to go and just have a run at stuff. And I mean this in the most respectful way, but have you seen that movie Lawless? No. Yeah, yeah. The the the, I think the, I am. the, the Bondurant brothers <laughs> yeah. who start making Great moonshine. Brother. Like you guys have a little bit of that about you. Like you're just going to have a run in it. You're going to make it happen. <laughs> You'll put things together. People are going to go, no, nah, I don't do that. It's stupid. But you just like you may as well be up in the hills somewhere in yeah. America, just making what you want to make. Like it's it's really cool. So for for you guys, um, Dave, you already touched on it a little bit. Whether it be someone who wants to start a business, do something, any advice, any any uh, thing you want to put out there for for those people. Um, listening
0: I think number one you know I mean is as especially if you're younger you, you think you know everything and experience is the that's what's going to get you the win at the end of the day so just try and surround yourself with people that have got experience it doesn't yep. have to be in the field that you're in but um, definitely in business I think that's just that's where that's where most businesses fail because they don't have the business experience they might be really good at whatever they do whether they're a builder or a distiller or a you know, car painter or whatever it is, but usually they fail because they're not great at business. So,
2: yeah,
0: you know, I think that that's the big key. If you're gonna uh, always have a go, but identify from the very beginning what you're good at and what you're not, and it's it's going to be way cheaper to pay someone to do what you're not good at, and way more efficient. And uh, it took me way too long to learn that. So, <laughs> uh, that's definitely that if you're starting, that's what you got to do.
3: 100 yep.
2: percent. And Luke, coming from uh, out of the mechanic shed into what you're doing now, advice for people.
3: Well, I've always been a bit of a psychopath, so I can, just, <laughs> I can like I've got no I got I got no true talent, but I can probably like <laughs> over a length <laughs> over a length of time, I can probably outwork a lot of people. So that's for me, you have got to be prepared to outwork everybody else if you really want to do it's something. good. Lesson, so that's, mate. Yeah, like you have to put in as many hours as you possibly can survive on. Yep. Um, and that's 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 what, that's what it comes down to is that dedication and, and that effort that you put in.
2: So, mate, a lot lot of success for you, you know, with winning awards and bits and pieces. Ten years out, where where would you like to see where this is all going?
3: We'd love to set up, or we're heading in the direction of setting up Granite Jacks Distillery Bars, and that's something we're only starting to mention now. So, we'd love to see a bunch of small Granite Jacks, like miniature versions of what we're doing now, where people can come in, experience the brand, experience different spirits in each of the locations, and really have that true um, neighbourhood distillery in, in, in their city.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Love that. The um. So while those are getting set up, where can people find and come and sample Granddad Jack's Gin and the it's not whiskey, um, in Australia currently.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the old man just like to D- Dave's it deviated. <laughs> Luke, please, that's it. <laughs> um, you can find come find us at 45 Lamana Lane. We're just in Miami, just off Christine Ave on the Gold Coast. Um, you can get some bottles online. Um, And to be honest, there's there's a few tastes around the city in in bottle shops in Southport. We also serve at Mr. Hazola's. We serve at um, The Collective. We serve at Nightjar. We serve... Wherever, we're, we're at a few Gold Coast places now, actually. Awesome. We a good, but we always tell people to come into the tasting room. We we've got get the best experience, you get to learn the story, and you get to have the amazing cocktails you guys get to try we yeah. answer. <laughs> we've,
1: we've, we've got quite a bit of an audience in New Zealand as well. Any plans to expand your gin out that way?
0: I think it would be, really, uh, be really cool to, to have a Grand Ajax distillery little bar in Tamaru where he grew up. So, um,
2: is that North Island? Middle of the South, South, Island. South Island. Middle of South Island.
0: Yep. So I think if we uh, if we go there, we'll um, we'll butt the trend. And everyone wants to go to Auckland, but we'll do the complete opposite, which is what Love we that. usually do. And, um,
2: <laughs> Set up in the bush. Somewhere. We'll go down the middle yeah, of the
0: town in uh, middle of the South Island and uh, tell the story there, which will be cool at some point.
2: Awesome! That's awesome. Very good. And social media, make sure you give these guys a look. Everyone listening to us, the pub test, follow them. Uh, we'll repost a couple of their stories so you can find them on there. But it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much. One for the drinks. They've been unbelievable. Um, but for your story and your honesty and um, just coming in and spend some time with us, guys. Thank Thanks you so guys, much.
0: But before you stuff yeah. off here, you haven't no, had it. one of these drinks. So You've yeah. left one. Well, one we have. <laughs> hang on, this hang on. Here, okay. our, our I'll finish my 65 miles With the coffee... Um, that we make it, Grandad Jax. What do you think? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big, that's a big
3: drink there. Hello, so, Vicka. so hang on,
2: run this through us again. So this is like an espresso martini. So
3: we teamed up with a local coffee but roaster, on gin. No, so this is this is just our coffee liqueur. So okay, we haven't done okay. this on gin. This is on our vodka base. So we redistilled vodka as well at the distillery. Then we teamed up with Social Espresso, which is an amazing coffee roastery on mm, the coast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So teamed up with uh, Mitch and Haley from there. Um, that's we, legit. we made a cold brew, then we added some. Toast of coconut and some vanilla, and then we back-sweetened it, so we added some sugar to it to make it a a liqueur, with some cinnamon and some eucalyptus as well. It's 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 super Aussie, super unique.
0: (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That is awesome.
1: Ash is currently sitting on the floor. <laughs> His hat's and moving and slowly yeah. up and down. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my hat moving <laughs> slowly. Yeah. His so nose is just turned <laughs> <doing> red. <laughs> P- picture a um, oh. uh, a James Bond martini glass with a very dark uh, liqueur type drink, and then Ash is sipping away. It's it's <laughs> it's. Bloody delicious.
2: <laughs> Cheers. Jared no, and I have cool. had to share a lot, yeah, which hasn't been fun. No, that's um, okay. But
1: <laughs> we've, we've known each other a while. No, that's not right. that.
2: I just don't want to share any with yeah. you. The uh, Boys, that is unreal. Mm, oh. Delicious. Oh. Is there is there a drink coming out called the Dave or anything soon? Like, are we going to have... Apparently no. they
0: tell me i got to die before they do it. <laughs> <me. laughs> <laughs> i got some ah. old trophies i got, and I put them up in the distillery, and then my wife and old Luke goes, you can't put those in until you die. <laughs> We've got to wait. Uh,
2: lovely. The, uh, so, boys, being being from NZ, rugby supporters, not rugby supporters. Come on, man.
3: Of course we'll Mate, no, look, we Mate, no. We just don't even worry about it now because we know we win everything. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, d- oh, there was a tie. Come
2: uh, on. Uh, it's a <laughs> Yeah, Sorry.
3: Right. He's got he to what he can You couldn't yeah, tell yeah. by the
2: size of his head. <laughs> um, <laughs> <he's, Whoa. laughs> oh, hello. Um, I'm Australian, so, look, I've got nothing to talk about. But um, World Cup this year, is there um, any plans over to Japan? Can you get away? Bit of gin in Japan. We've got got to be in. uh, We're
0: we're in. um, uh, in Where are we? we The shop. We're a lot of places. We're in in London in November. Back in the US, we um, we just shipped out our first shipment, uh, export shipment to Greece a couple of weeks ago, which is cool. So Um, what?
2: So what countries now? US. uh, Can you get in the US? uh,
0: We're hoping all all going well. We should be in the US by end of January. Uh, We're already in Greece, and uh, we'll see how London goes in November. Taiwan is looking not too bad either, so um, cool. Cool. we're going, uh, yeah, we're, we're flat out still, we just ha, go hard out.
2: Has winning the, like the, was it the London Gin Awards, is that what you said? Yeah,
0: it's definitely up, yep. the awards have definitely that's helped. That's helped
2: move into those European markets. And that's one
3: of those things too, is we always thought, oh, maybe maybe it's just a bit of wank and like it's not really worth it, but people people do care about the awards, and, we, and we've been lucky enough to win a few, so...
2: Not having any context, but I'd have to think that, you know, rocking up to the London Gin Awards, there'd be dudes with monocles and top hats and it would be uh, quite legit. We didn't even
0: go. Oh, you <laughs> didn't even that? rock up? No. Nah, <laughs> we just sent the bottle. It's too busy. Uh, uh,
2: uh, Especially uh, like, in great, with your yeah. cap and your yeah. jacket. Yeah. Hey!
0: I dress like no, 22 all year all the time old too,
2: punter yeah. from yeah. Australia. Just yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> this is some gin I made. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. should get amongst it. And that's yeah.
0: literally how he dresses every day.
3: Mate. We do those cocktail videos <laughs> all the time and people get can. I took my hat off and didn't have a hat for the first time ever. And people were blowing up. I didn't even know I had hair. They were going crazy. So. <laughs> right, for
2: anyone uh, still listening, um, uh, sorry, for anyone listening, you've got to, if you're still listening, that's out of Um You've got to get on the cocktail videos, even just walking people through how you guys put some of that stuff together is really, really cool. If you want to come and get a bottle of gin and take it home and do it yourself. It's um, and when do
0: you awesome. guys come for five questions so people can see what you look like?
2: Oh, anytime, absolutely. No, Give us a yell. We're absolutely. filming
3: next
0: week, you're on next week, great. done,
2: done. done. Us, We'll be yeah, there, absolutely. The um, we'll take you up on that. Yeah, my wife's away, so is yeah. yours. So, <laughs> so. let's, <laughs> that's it. Can we do 20? Can we do 25 <laughs> questions? <that's> a, <laughs> it's,
0: it's, <laughs> a 9, it's a 9 a.m. start, you'll yeah, be yeah. fine. Yeah, oh, great. I'll drop the
2: kids off and come home. No worries. Yeah, leave them in the car with the window down a crack. <laughs> with the dog, <laughs> with the dog, and yeah. <laughs> it's not hot yet. So it'll be fine. Uh, oh, very good, gents. Again, thank Thanks. you so much. Thank I'm you. Dave. I'm sorry that I, I missed the. Thank you so much for yeah, pulling me we up. It, we were going to record it on the on the film, but that was much better for people to hear my awkward sounds over the radio. Um, it's awesome, <laughs> boys. Thank you so much again. Look you after know. yourselves. Make sure you go and check out Granddad Jacks in Miami on the Gold Coast. Find them online. Granddadjacks dot com. Awesome. Get amongst it. Thanks, lads. Thanks, guys. Hey, Hey, mate. Yes, mate. The Pub Test podcast is free. It is free. You should make sure that you get on and support. It's not often you get to go to the pub without putting any money on the bar. So make sure you like, subscribe. Find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, The Pub Test. You can look for us on podcast apps and Spotify.